0: For the Cubs Corner, the host, Anthony Pasquale.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cubs Corner. My name is Anthony Pasquale, and this episode, as always, is presented by our great friends at Coach's Bar and Grill, located at 6169 North Northwest Highway. They are currently open for delivery, curbside pickup, and as phase three of JB Pritzker's plan to reopen Illinois is underway, the beer garden and patio seating is open, so make sure you guys get to coaches. But for the show, we have a jam-packed episode planned for you guys today after a little bit of a hiatus. And I welcome our AL insider, Robert Fiorante, back to the show. Thanks for coming on.
0: Thanks for having me and Always great to talk baseball with you. Uh, glad you've still been doing these.
1: Yeah, so obviously talking baseball is something we haven't really gotten much of a chance to do. There's been a lot of unrest between the Major League Baseball Players Association and the league itself trying to figure out a financial plan and an amount of games planned to play this season as coronavirus seems to be controlled a little bit. The, uh, the original idea was 82 games. Um, the MLBPA countered for 114, and the players, I mean, excuse me, the league countered that back with a 48-game season. And now it seems like they're kind of starting to meet in the middle. Bob, why don't you start and kind of lay out what the league proposed to the players just earlier this week.
0: Yeah, so basically the league was trying to hardball the players with that 48. I don't think them or the players truly expected to play that 48. So the league's uh, most recent offer with 76 games, um, it comes out to 75% of the full salaries. That'd be what the players get. The players obviously want 100%. Um, so basically, if they play 81, which is half the season, they would want half of their salaries. Um, the MLB, own, the owners only want to get them 75% of the half that they would already have gotten. Um, the league's also saying we can do up to eight playoff teams. And it, it, it's basically, the, obviously, just a money thing. And one more interesting thing from the owner's perspective is they said you can only opt out to play if you're a high-risk, quote-unquote, high-risk player which they describe that as like an older player one of the veterans or you have like immune problems so what you would consider a high-risk citizen is also a high-risk player the players obviously want an opt-out no matter what they want the option they want to be able to choose what they want to do and as of right now the owner said no
1: yeah because Um, because yeah you take uh the reason they want the opt-out is because i mean look at the best player in the game right now mike trout he and his wife are expecting a baby in the middle of the season, and he wants to be able to go back and and see his kid, you know. And and if you, if they're playing, they have to be under those strict quarantine rules, and and that's obviously not something that Trout would be able to do. So they want to be able to have that opt out. And then that's also for you know guys like Dusty Baker or Joe Madden or some of the older managers who probably are not safe to to be around a bunch of young guys who, if they even had it, might not even know. So that's definitely one aspect of it. I'll just lay out some other details of it that seem to probably carry on no matter which uh, proposal ends up getting um, through. There's going to obviously be a second spring training for the players to ramp back up. That's going to be around 21 days, about three weeks. And they're hoping to start the season in early July. The original plan was the 4th of July seems like right now they're around July 10th or so, and uh, the postseason would obviously go into some of the fall months. The owners are really strict on ending the regular season on September 27th. That way their postseason contracts with Fox and TBS and, and those types of networks can still be valid. That way MLB still makes a little bit of money, and, and Fox also gets and TBS gets some of that revenue back. Um, and there's a weird clause in here. I don't know if you caught this from the proposal that obviously, like you said, eight teams playoffs in each league, so 16 total. But if playoffs don't happen, the 75% prorated becomes 50%. So they get half of their half, which is probably a huge reason why the players decline this proposal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would not do that if I was a player. I think the owner's main concern would be Um, if a second wave were to happen around the fall, like some are predicting, they're thinking maybe if we play this playoffs around October, you never know, there could be a second wave and we'd have to shut down the whole season, kind of like the NBA had to do once, uh, one of their players got it. So they're trying to protect themselves money-wise because obviously you'd lose a lot of money. Playoffs are what the most, what most people watch, um, even like you're not typical baseball fans, they're going to tune into the World Series, they're going to tune into Championship Series. So the overall revenue would be down if there were no playoffs. So it makes sense, but obviously
1: that's not something the players want. And then the, so just to clear something up, when we say, you know, 75% or 50%, that doesn't mean 50% of their normal contract. It means however many games are played, they'd get paid that much money or 75% of it or 50% of it. The owners, excuse me, the players want 100% of their essentially money per game. If you break down the contract money per game, they want their exact money per game, not anything less,
0: yeah, and uh one of the things Blake Snell uh pitcher for the race said he's like we're the ones risking uh risking our health out there. It's not the owners, the owners want their money, but they're not the ones taking the risk being on the field like players are,
1: yeah, that's a good point and and that's also something that should warrant a little bit of extra pay, you know, a lot of essential workers right now are getting paid a little bit more for putting themselves in these conditions. Obviously, baseball isn't an, an essential business. you know sports are not on the same scale as healthcare working, but there is w- risk involved if they they were to play so getting compensated in a way for that would be i think something that would be fair
0: yeah absolutely
1: and the players responded to that they declined it, but it did show that the league was a little bit closer to adhering to some of the players' uh demands. the MLBPA proposed. regular season of 89 games with their full prorated share of their salaries including the expanded playoffs as well and they also wanted that those opt-out clauses able for any player not just high-risk individuals so it seems like both teams are kind of closer to meeting in the middle but it's expected that the owners are going to decline this so we're not quite there yet no
0: we're definitely not if I had to say something um, if I had to like meet in the middle somewhere, these are definitely baby steps. They're not big steps, but they are inching closer because they said 114, and it was 48, and that's so far away. 89 to 76 is really not that far away, so if I had to make one change to this, I think you should kind you should basically split in the middle. 81, exactly half the game. Um, I would start it five days earlier, start at July 5th, so then you could still end like the owners want to end on September 27th. You could still end on September 27th. And the other thing that would do, um, it, it, I think it would work. And if you play the whole month of July as the MLB, you're the only sport on. The NBA is not back till the end of July, basically August. So I think that's more revenue, more people watching. You're the only sport on. And obviously put that opt-out clause for all players. But I think eighty-one's the place to meet.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think um, obviously fans will not be at the stadium, so that leaves – Obviously, the, uh, the money coming in, you know, ticket revenue, game day revenue, concessions, but, you know, they're still going to get TV revenue, and more than usual if they're the only sport on in a time where a nation is craving sports.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can't waste this opportunity. You cannot drag this out into July because you want the whole month of July just for baseball. It'd be great for the sport. It'd be great for fans, and I think more people would watch
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. Baseball's trying to grow their game. It's been declining over the last few years. Having it come back when no other sport is on, giving anybody the chance to watch Mike Trout or Javier Baez or Ronald Acuna or Tim Anderson, whoever it might be, that could bring a whole new generation and a whole new interest in baseball, which is something Manfred's been searching for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if uh, If I could ask you something, some people are saying like, even for the NBA or anything, they're saying, um, "Hey, you're only playing so many games. Does it really count as a ring?" I think it does. What do you feel about that? If you only play, let's say three or one half half
1: the games. Yeah, that's a good question. I was going to actually ask you that a little bit later and get into that. Um, I think you know, 48 games. If they did that, that'd be that'd be pretty hard because you know this is the example I talked to you before in 2016 through about 48 games. I'm pretty sure the Sox had a better record than the Cubs, or if not, very similar. And obviously, that season ended. The Cubs won the World Series. Sox finished um, in last or fourth place in the AL Central. So, you you look at things like that. 48 games isn't enough for your team to to truly grow through 48 games. Last year, the Nationals were in last place, I think, in the, in the NL East, and they ended up winning the World Series. So, I think you need a little bit more games. And I think MLB is wise to include more postseason teams so that like a team like the Nationals wouldn't just slip out. They might make it. And then in the playoffs, anything can happen. And especially with more teams involved, I think that almost makes it more impressive to come out of that on top, kind of like a March Madness deal. So I think it still counts as a ring if the amount of games is right. I think if at least half or more games of the season are played, you should not put an asterisk next to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that one. And another thing um, about that 8 teams, the MLB is probably, like, the most likely. Like, take the NBA, for example. The eight-seed, almost never. I don't. I can't remember the last time the eight-seed made a deep run. Wildcard teams make a deep run almost every season, so you got to include them in there because they always got a shot.
1: Yeah, and, and baseball is one of those sports, you know, pretty much every sport is like that, but I feel like baseball, more than any other, any team can win on any given day. Like, you take your, your last-place team... Or the worst team in the league, and they still win about seventy times a year. And that's yeah, what, absolutely. that's almost as much as the NBA and the NHL play period, and football only plays sixteen regular season games. So I, I'm I'm with you on that too. So I'm gonna ask you, and I know you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but let's say, you know, you had to go into one of these meetings between the MLBPA and the league. How would you settle this?
0: So the main thing I would say, I think the owners have one good point, and I think it's that TV deal. I think it's a good idea to end at the end of September because that's what the MLB usually does anyways. Um, Yeah, and then they can stay on track for next season. Right, exactly. Non-playoff teams never play in October. Um, Maybe October 1st, that'd be the end of the season. So I think if you end it September 27th, I think that's fair. Um, I think that's the way to do it. The other thing I would say is, you go in there and you say everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to see baseball. The owners want to watch it. Players want to play. Um, we know they do. They love the sport. They just want to know that they're safe. And I think that's the main thing. I think they're getting close enough where one more proposal could do it. Um, if I was the owners, though, I would give the players 100% of the prorated salary. They agreed to that earlier, kind of. It never was really settled completely. But the owners did agree to that 100% a while back. And now it, it just it kind of like faded. Um, They change it to 75%, and I'm not really sure why. So I would give that 100%. I would give the opt-out, make sure the safety precautions are in play, and I would end the season September 27th. And I think that would do it. 81 games.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And and you mentioned uh, the league originally proposed 100% of the the prorated. But in in that March discussion, I believe it was in March, in that discussion the league said once we get closer – if it's for sure that there will be no fans, we'll renegotiate. And right. the, the players agreed to that. I'm not sure why, because they had what they wanted, but and they included that clause so that that allowed it to reopen up and, and discuss that number. So that's that's the reason um, the, the owners kind of still have a little bit of leverage because they included that clause in it. But going back to that March agreement, or, or maybe it was April, there were some few other things that uh, were included, um, first of all, like on field protocol, if a baseball gets touched by I think more than two players, it's you can't use it again. No spitting, no high fiving, no dipping, chewing gum, sunflower seeds, any of that. No and, pitchers licking their fingers. Yeah, no pitchers licking their fingers. Um and I think the umpires are supposed to stay a little bit further back than usual. There's pretty much, they're going to try to make it contactless. Obviously, that's difficult with sliding and tagging and things like that. But if there's any sport that could come close to contactless, it's probably baseball. And they're going to have to get used to some of these protocols, probably get fined for spitting or chewing toothpicks like Dusty Baker, things like that. But um, in terms of the protocol, that's already been decided. And the one other aspect was that the league got to cut down the draft from 40 rounds to five. And it stayed pretty much under the radar, but today's draft day.
0: It is draft day, and um, forty rounds to five is uh, pretty. I, what do I feel? Do you feel disappointed with that? I mean, there's been a lot of players that have made it out um, out of the outside of the top five rounds. That you just, it, it's tough to dumb it down to full five rounds.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. I talked to uh, Emily Walden from the Athletic um, a few episodes ago. And we, we calculated that it's over 1,000 players not getting drafted. And then that means that there's probably about a 1,000 players either going from high school into the college programs or from college back for another year of eligibility, which is really going to cloud those college systems and not give those teams and players a chance to really break out and get scouted in the future. So it kind of clouds the, the draft for a few years. And I know Manfred's been trying to cut it down, and, and he's kind of using this as an opportunity to, to do that and also trim the minor leagues down. So it's definitely challenging for amateur players. Um, obviously, you know I cover sports at Illinois. There are some guys that were going to get picked. Now they probably won't because they're not top five rounds, but they could eventually make the MLB or could have if they got their chance to be drafted. And you, know, you did some research before this. Hall of Famers got drafted past the fifth round, so... I think MLB might be losing out on a lot of diamonds in the rough.
0: Yeah, just like you were saying, there are many, many, many players that got drafted after round five. Just to name a few, we got Andre Dawson, 11th round. Nolan Ryan, 12th round. Albert Pujols, future Hall of Famer, no doubt in my mind, round 13. Um, Jim Tomey was round 13, newly inducted Hall of Famer. Um, you just had a bunch of guys, Kenny Loft and Oral Hershiser. All these guys are not going to get a chance. A name close to your heart, Ryan Sandberg, round 20. Jeff Kent, round 20, um, and Hall of Famer John Smoltz, Andy Pettit, Hall of Famer, 22nd round. You just have a bunch of guys that you just hope they get their opportunity one day, but it's not going to come in this draft if it's guys like that that will not for sure get drafted in the
1: first five. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, there also is a clause that the the league or the, the teams, the owners, they can sign as many undrafted free agents as they want. So there is a chance for some of those guys to not completely slip through the cracks, but they're not going to be getting nearly as much money. And as you know, it's difficult for minor leaguers to, you know, put bread on the table, put food on the table, and, and you know, suffice without, you know, some of the bigger contracts that the players are making.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it is. Um, minor league salaries weren't great to begin with. You might see guys go overseas. Um, I know Korea's got baseball. Tyler Saladino's there right now, former White Sox, so... Um, you might see more guys going overseas to try to play baseball wherever they can, wherever they can uh, get a salary.
1: Yeah, and I think this this brings up a huge question I have. Just kind of in general, I don't know how much of an answer you can give because it's all pretty much um, a a lot of thought behind it. Nothing really could be said for sure. But if baseball misses a chance to have a season this year because they can't agree financially, and like we just said, all the amateur levels are getting cut down, and it's going to be harder to get to the MLB, the MLB might start a, a free fall, and they desperately need to turn that around.
0: Yeah, no, I think you, that's a scary thought. a great point. Um, obviously, you hope that doesn't happen. I, I think any way you look at it this year, I think there will be a season. Um, I'm, I obviously don't know how many games, but I, I really think there's going to be a season. I think if you go in that room, Owners, players combined, that's probably one of the only things they can agree on. They both want a season. So you, you hope you avoid that, and I think they will.
1: Yeah, and our guy Jason Stark, I believe, said something similar um, to the effect of this. is Playing baseball this year could make or break the future of the sport. So let's hope they yeah, make that's, it.
0: Yeah, yeah you, you hope for the best.
1: And I think that'll do it for this edition of the podcast. Thanks for coming on, Bob.
0: Thanks for having me, and hope we see some baseball before I come on the next time.
1: Yeah, and as always, this episode brought to you by Coach's Bar & Grill. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the Cubs HQ website, or SoundCloud. But for now, thank you all for coming to the Cubs Corner.